Look out, everybody. The 2023 MLB season is right around the corner, and man, is there a lot to look forward to. Spring training games have started, so there is no better time than now to take a look at where each and every team stands heading into the new season. The juggernaut powerhouses, the rebranded newcomers, the pesky dark horses, and yes, even the rebuilding tanks. Each and every team gets an in-depth preview for their upcoming campaign. So kick back and enjoy another installment of the Straight Outer Left Season Preview Series 2023 edition. Today, we're heading over to the Windy City, to the north side specifically, to the friendly confines of Wrigley Field, home of the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs had an interesting year last year, didn't start off great, finished out really hot though, and had a pretty dang good offseason if you ask me, making them an interesting team for this upcoming 2023 season. So let's dive right in. Uh, the Cubs, after dismantling the core that took them to the World Series back in 2016, uh, 2022 was kind of uh, wasn't looking too good for them. And they did not start off the year very well at all. They rolled into the All-Star break um, fresh off of a nine-game losing skid. They were under 20 games over 500. There was an expected fire sale at the deadline. But then, even with trading away a lot of their best players, uh, gutting their bullpen and trading away um, a lot of other names, but not Wilson Contreras for some reason, they uh, wound up playing 500 ball over the last uh, 70 games of the year and finished the season 74 and 88, a respectable third place in a week NL Central. So you might be seeing this and thinking, okay, not too much to get excited about here. I'm sure kind of a fun run at the end, but you know, what's the plan here? Because this team is, if you look at their farm system, they are not ready. Their core is not going to be up until about 2024 to 2025. So what do you do about 2023? Well, the Cubs decided we're going to play a little aggressively, a little more aggressive here. I mean, why not? Let's um, let's bridge the gap here and make 2023 a year where maybe, you know, playoffs might be a little far-fetched, but we're going to be a competitive pesky team. They're exactly kind of that pesky dark horse team that I alluded to in the intro. You know, probably not good enough to make the playoffs, but they're not going to just lie down and take it from St. Louis and Milwaukee, although neither of those teams really inspire a lot of confidence anyway. But uh, yeah, they had an offseason where they made a lot of really interesting moves. So let's talk who's in. Uh, short up the bullpen with Michael Fulmer and uh, Brad Boxberger. Um, shoring up the bench and kind of some depth with uh, Trey Mancini, Eric Hosmer, seeing if he can have a rebound year in uh, Wrigley. Uh, Edwin Rios from the Dodgers uh, getting a new catcher in Tucker Barnhart. Uh, but then kind of the prize, uh, the prize, the prize signings come in. Now we got Cody Bellinger after a disappointing end to his Dodgers tenure. Maybe a change of scenery is what he needs in, uh, what he needs in Chicago can give that, can give that to him. And then the prize signing of the off season for sure. Dansby Swanson on a six year deal. You've got your franchise cornerstone shortstop coming off a career year in Atlanta. He was ready to get paid and the Cubs paid him. And not to mention bringing in a very solid Jamison Tyone on a four-year deal. Um, so yeah, you kind of covered a lot of the bases here. Uh, good starting pitcher, adding uh, adding key player difference potential difference maker players at uh, the key positions on the diamond, a shortstop, center field, improving your catching situation, improving your uh, depth on the bench. Who's out? Not too many big names. Wilson Contreras is the main one. Um, and kind of the writing on the wall was there. He didn't seem like he was going to be uh, sticking around much longer in Chicago. They weren't 
um, they're kind of ready to move on. And given uh, some of his recent comments about how he seems to like playing for St. Louis so much better, it seems like that there was kind of more to this than we might have known initially. Uh, Wade Miley's gone. Uh, PJ Higgins, uh, Alfonso Rivas, Rafael Ortega, Alec Mills, Stephen Brawl, unfortunately, and Jason Hayward, um, longtime Cub. Uh, got cut uh, from his bloated uh, albatross of a contract. Um, and now he's trying to make it in the Dodgers farm system. But anyway, so, you know, you lost your star catcher in Wilson Contreras, but you did bring in a lot of valuable pieces as well. And let's see how things are stacking up right now. In this lineup, which is um, has the potential to really gel, I think, uh, you have Nico Horner, who is a very underrated stud player uh, sliding over to second base. Dansby comes in as, as your shortstop. Ian Happ, who's now truly, I think, the cornerstone of this uh, offense now that Contreras is gone, he's gonna, he's getting ready to get paid next year. And, man, he's having the time of his life right now. He's ab- He absolutely balled out last year. I mean, to the tune of, you know, 17 homers, 42 doubles, 271 batting average, solid 781 OPS. That's, uh, you know... That's a team team leading caliber right there. Seiya Suzuki had a nice rookie year after a really hot start. He didn't keep it up uh, for the full season, but played really well. You got Mancini as your DH. You got Bellinger in center field. You got Eric Hosmer at first. Patrick Wisdom, who can uh, gives you plenty of power. Um, strikeouts are a little high, but you know, solid option at third base. And then Tucker Barnhart is your catcher. You got Chris Morrell, who had a really solid rookie year, plays with a lot of passion and fire. On the bench, you got Jan Gomes, the veteran backup catcher, Edwin Rios and Zach McKinstry, some former Dodgers utility players coming over. Maybe the team here is poaching former Dodgers. I'm not sure. And then this rotation. Uh, this rotation, notice how I'm using the word could a lot here in this episode. I've been saying the word could. This lineup could be really good. This rotation could be really good. It's not one of the better rotations in MLB right now, but it could be. Marcus Stroman is your ace. Not the greatest year last year, but he should be able to bounce back. Jameson Tyone, really solid addition, solid number two. Pitcher, you can't ask for much better than him. Justin Steele is the number three. Drew Smiley and Adrian Sampson rounding it out. Kyle Hendricks is recovering from uh, some shoulder issues. Maybe that affected his uh, performance last year, and we'll see if he can return to his old form. I mean, Hendricks is one of those wily old vets that I love watching. I love watching him pitch, and it'd be nice to see him kind of get back to that peak uh, 16, 17 Cy Young candidate form that he had. Uh, the bullpen is the only thing on this team that I'm not crazy about. The um, uh, It's a little, um, they had some good arms like Efros and Robertson, but they traded them at the deadline last year. And they don't, it's not like they don't have anybody. There's just a lot of question marks. You got Michael Fulmer, who had a decent season last year with the uh, Tigers and Twins. Brad Boxberger is still pitching. He's pitching some of the best baseball of his career right now. I mean, okay, maybe not quite Tampa Bay Rays days, but last couple years with Milwaukee, he pretty much guarantees he's going to give you an ERA below three, lots of strikeouts, good setup guy. He could be your closer. Brandon Hughes had a solid rookie year last year. Can you keep that up? And a lot of kind of a lot of other guys kind of trying to gain spots. I mean, Michael Rucker had a decent year last year. Rowan Wick was more of a starter or could be a starter, I guess, or he also uh, he might be sliding more into a relief role, say with Keegan Thompson. Um, so, yeah, Cubs have a lot of uh, starting pitching depth. I mean, Samson pitched really well last year. Thompson pitched really well in the rotation, but it seems like he's moving to the bullpen, at least according to fan graphs. 
So they have plenty of rotation options. Maybe some of those rotation options can convert into good bullpen arms. I mean, we've seen it done before. Uh, yeah, and again, like I mentioned earlier, I'm looking at their um, farm system because they're definitely in the middle of a rebuild right now, for sure. But the rebuild's going pretty well, um, considering that their core, most of their top prospects, their ETAs are 2024, 2025. And they have a lot of good ones coming. They just got to wait. But what I really like about what the Cubs did this year is they saw, hey, we've got, um, we're playing in a pretty weak division. Let's be honest. The Reds and Pi- the Reds are in the pits of uh, pits of hell right now. The Pirates are trying to climb their way out of that pit. The Brewers are kind of in a between a rock and a hard place right now. And the Cardinals aren't exactly a powerhouse team. They did win the division, but they're not. You know, they're not uh, one of the top contenders in the NL, although the Cardinals seem to always find a way. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean that... So the Cubs looked at that and saw, hey, we have a chance here. Maybe, you know, outside shot. If they, a lot of things go right and we kind of get some magic, we could make the playoffs. But let's at least be competitive and field an be ready team with some guys that people recognize have some stars around, and then kind of have a bit of a core already in place now when the new guys all come up. You know, you've got Dansby for a while. If you could extend Hap, that'd be nice. You've got Suzuki for a little bit. You, If uh, Bellinger works out, you could get him on a long-term deal. Um, you've got Tyone and Stroman around for a bit. Justin Steele could be around for a bit. So you'll already have kind of a little bit of a team in place when these new guys come up and they can kind of take the reins. It's not that they're... It's not okay. Get everyone up as fast as we can, and let's get them going. They've got um, they've got guys playing right now. Matt Mervis is on his way up. Uh, P. Crow Armstrong. That's he's a little bit further away, but he's supposed to be a really good pitcher. Um, Brandon Davis, Kevin Alcantara, very very solid farm system. Just not quite ready yet, but the Cubs are bridging that gap nicely, I think. And also, if things don't work out, this bullpen completely implodes. People underperform. You know, you can trade. You can get a nice return for Ian Happ at the deadline. Uh, d- instead of trying to extend him, you can trade Bellinger. If he if he's doing well, but the team's not doing well around him, uh, Mancini or Hosmer could be other options like that. So they have the leverage to go in both ways here. So I really like what they're doing. Um, they've, they saw needs. They addressed needs. I mean, hitting, uh, having more well-rounded lineup, getting more starting pitching, improving their defense. You know, Swanson and Bellinger Bo, and Barnhart, they're all going to really help at those key kind of cornerstone defensive positions of shortstop, catcher, and center field. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of what-ifs, but there is a lot to like about this team. And um, my forecast for them, I in my off-season episode, I was really hyped about them, and I may have blurred out that they they might be my last wild card pick, but I don't, I think that's a little, I I've moderated that a little bit. I think that's a little too far out there. I think, uh, you know, high seventies win team for sure. Definitely scrappy and tough to play. That's a good forecast for the Cubs for this upcoming year. And then my underrated under the radar player to keep an eye on is going to be Justin Steele. Justin Steele had a very good year last year. It didn't start out great. Over the first 10 starts, he had an ERA in the fives, but then over his last 14 outings before he got hurt at the end of August, he pitched 79 and a third inning. Uh, so getting pretty deep into games, averaging almost six innings per start, uh, 2.05 ERA and over a strikeout per inning. 
he looked really good at the end of the year. And he's got a lot of good underlying numbers to back it up. Does not get hit very hard. Average exit velocity is a lot red there. So he's not in hard hit percentage. So he's not getting barreled up too much. Great movement on his fastball. He's got a slider that he uses effectively as well. Um, so yeah, he could be a big part of the Cubs' uh, potential success this upcoming year. And I'm really excited to see how he develops this year over a full season. So yeah, keep an eye on Justin Steele and definitely do not sleep on these Cubs. Might not be October baseball in the mix, but this will definitely be a fun team to watch.